0: Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our curators have selected stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to health care for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile apps and browsers. And now, today's story. Lost in Eros, Book 2, The Forest Part 8. By Bradenton Larry. Shalonda leaned in over Don's lap and immediately lowered her mouth all the way down his cock, letting his fat head slip into her throat. She accompanied this with a loud, very satisfied, MMMM. When she came up for air, Shalonda smiled at Amy and Nicole and said, That's what you were saying you could do. Oh, yes, I remember now. Let me see if I've got this right. Amy laughed. Straight away, she took hold of Don's cock and lowered her mouth and throat on him. Don took advantage of the situation by gently grabbing Amy's head and holding her there on him so that he could flex himself in and out of her throat a bit. Following Shalonda's lead, Amy gurgled and moaned her approval of this maneuver loudly enough for everyone to hear. Always happy to oblige, Don fucked her throat a bit longer before letting her go. As soon as Amy was up again, Nicole jumped in with, let me give that a try. Crowding in front of Amy, Nicole inhaled Don's shaft in one eager motion. Once he was in all the way, she bobbed her head up and down on him, murmuring her pleasure while he moved in and out of her throat. When she backed up off him, she gave the slippery head of his cock a kiss and flashed a grin around the room. Is that all you'd do to thank the wizard? Shalonda asked. Don't you think that's enough? Amy asked. Not nearly, Don said with a smile. Oh, well, I might be able to come up with something else, Amy said thoughtfully. Like what? Shalonda asked as she reached over to stroke Don's wet cock, which was twitching in anticipation. Amy shrugged out of her sheer robe, said, Well, I could do this, and using her chair as a step up, climbed up on the table with Don and Shalonda. Amy planted her feet on either side of Don's thighs and pulled up her silk negligee to expose her bare pussy and ass to view. Now that looks delicious. Don grinned. He leaned forward to kiss Amy's nether lips, reaching up between her legs to get his hands on her ass. Holding her in place, Don reached out with his tongue to lightly lick over the soft curve of her lips. Pushing up between them, He tasted her juices and slipped his long tongue up inside her. Amy moaned and pushed forward a bit, encouraging him to do more. He proceeded to fuck his tongue in and out of her, and then began to lick at her clit. Shalonda was still stroking Don's cock, or was until Nicole took Amy's chair and got into position in front of Don and began to suck on his cock with great enthusiasm. Shalonda leaned back for a moment Admiring the sight of Amy standing on the table while Don buried his face between her legs. Then she decided to get back into the fun. Pulling her sundress up over her head and casting it aside, but leaving her heels on, she got up to stand behind Don. She reached forward and took Amy's head in her hands and pulled her forward into a long, slow passionate kiss. Amy, who had been holding onto Don's head, both for a little support and to keep him there where he was giving her so much pleasure reached up to get her hands on Shalonda's full tits. She moaned into Shalonda's mouth while squeezing and caressing those beautiful breasts. She moaned again when she felt Don pushing several fingers up inside her grasping pussy. When she felt Shalonda tugging at her negligee, Amy took a few seconds to quickly pull that garment up and over her head. She wasn't sure where it fell. It was out of her mind as Shalonda began to kiss and suckle on her tits. Then Don's tongue was making her come. Amy remembered Nicole's advice and cried out enthusiastically as the explosion of delight erupted in her clit and pussy and then spread through her body, making her shake and sob. Oh fuck yes. Amy gasped loudly. That's so good. Don, you've got the best tongue. Damn. Shalonda embraced Amy, whose legs were suddenly unsteady, and helped her to lie down with her on the table behind Don. Don took advantage of the momentary break to push Nicole back enough so that he could get off his knees. Instead, he sat on the edge of the table with his feet dangling. Nicole wasted no time, though, and climbed up on the table with the others. Pushing Don back so that he was leaning on his arms, she pulled up her short black dress and straddled Don's lap. She rose up as high as she could, to give anyone watching a clear view, and lifted Don's cock straight up. Pushing the head into her, Nicole slowly slid down its length, moaning happily as it filled her. Don grinned up at her and took her narrow waist in his hands. As soon as she was all the way down on him, Nicole pushed herself back up, almost all the way off, and paused there so anyone could see his thick pole disappearing into her tight pink sleeve, as well as the shiny wetness she left on him. Then, finally she let herself down on him again, until his head was pressed against her cervix. Up again and pause, then down, harder this time. Don's strong hands and arms helped to raise and lower her, sparing her thighs some work. With each descent on his shaft, Nicole let out a happy, lustful moan. Soon she was grunting and crying out, as she rode up and down on him with almost violent abandon. She began to throw herself into the performance aspect of the evening. Fuck yes. God yes. That feels so good. Fuck me, professor. Fuck me. Nicole cried out. Don was pushing up into Nicole each time she came down on him. He was quietly amazed at how hard a fucking the tiny girl was taking and enjoying. As she bounced on his cock, he watched as she clawed at her dress to pull it aside and get her hands on her little breasts and hard nipples. Then she was coming on top of him, still bouncing as she screamed and shook. Yes. 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 Fuck yes, she called. Then abruptly, she stopped and slumped forward on Don, gasping for air. Damn, she whispered, I guess I like having an audience. Well, it suits you, Don whispered back, kissing her ear. When Nicole pushed herself up a bit, they noticed that Shalonda and Amy had worked themselves into a 69. They lay on their sides, with Amy's feet and back toward Don and Nicole's side of the table. They could see the top of Shalonda's head, as she worked her tongue over Amy's slick lips and sensitive clit. Both girls were moaning enthusiastically while they kept their mouths busy. Nicole pushed herself the rest of the way up and struggled to get out of her dress. Don finally got around to unbuttoning his shirt. And when Nicole climbed off him to walk down the table naked, but for her heels, Don took the opportunity to get out of his clothes. By the time he got back on the table, Nicole was down by Amy's head reaching around to get her fingers on and probably in Shalonda. Don decided he would make himself useful at this end of things. Lying down behind Amy, he scooted in and guided his cock between her legs. He felt Shalonda's breath and then tongue on the head of his cock, just as he felt the wetness of Amy's waiting pussy. He didn't pause, but just went ahead and pushed himself in. Amy let out a particularly loud moan as he filled her in one sure motion. Steadily, he began to fuck her, enjoying the sensation of her slippery cunt squeezing and pulling at him, as well as Shalonda's tongue brushing against him. What Amy and Nicole were doing to Shalonda had the desired effect, because she was the next one to come, crying out loudly in ecstasy. This precipitated some rearrangement on the table, as Shalonda disentangled herself. Amy turned her head and said over her shoulder, Get on your back, Don. Don quickly rolled back reluctantly pulling out of Amy in the process. She wasn't done with him yet, though. Without turning around to face him, she got up over him. She took his cock and lifted it up and pushed the broad head of it up into her ass. Don said, oh, God that feels so good so hot and tight. That's right, baby, Amy grinned back at him. Then she pushed herself down on him, taking his thick cock deep into her bowels. She leaned back then, and Nicole came around and knelt in front of her, pushing several fingers up into her pussy and attacking Amy's clit with her tongue. Meanwhile, Shalonda straddled Don's face so that she could have her pussy licked while she reached around to play with Amy's tits. Don reached up to adjust Shalonda's position a little and began to lap at her very wet pussy and clit. His nose slipped into her vagina and then teased her ass as he moved back and forth over her. All the while, He could feel Amy moving up and down on him and Nicole's fingers inside her pussy. He couldn't see what was going on, but he could definitely tell when Amy began to come again. Not only did hers clench and relax on him as she came, but she cried out in a dramatic and heartfelt wail. As the girls climbed off him, Don realized that he still had not come. He also knew that there was one woman he had not yet fucked that evening. He caught hold of Shalonda's narrow waist and quickly coaxed her into position on her hands and knees. As the other two girls focused their attention on Shalonda's pretty face and swinging breasts, Don drove his cock into her waiting vagina. Once he was good and slick again, though, he pulled back and then pushed himself firmly into Shalonda's tight ass. He remembered the night in the disco when he had first been welcomed into that sweet embrace. He smiled down at her dark muscular back and fucked her with passionate abandon. She pushed back at him eagerly. Come inside my ass, Don. Shalonda called out. Fill me with your cum. He felt Ame's fingertips moving on Shalonda's pussy lips and clit, and tried to hold off until Shalonda was coming, but it was too late for that. Everything up until that moment had brought him to the brink, and he was too far gone to hold back. He threw his head back and groaned, shoving himself deep into Shalonda, as his cock spasmed and filled her ass with hot cum. This helped carried Shalonda over the edge too, and she cried out, as her own orgasm swept through her leaving her, and Don lying collapsed on the table in a quivering, laughing pile. The other two girls lay down with them, caressing and kissing their hair and sweaty skin. Day 3 Tasha is tied to the X-Cross. The next day Don was allowed to find his way out into the garden. Since the wizard had let him know beforehand that this would happen, he was wearing clothing that would allow him to practice his kung fu in the open center of the garden loose pants, shoes that were almost moccasins, and a light vest. After taking the time to stretch thoroughly, Don began to put himself through a full routine. He was very happy to notice that he was not only maintaining his conditioning, but seemed to be in quite a bit better shape than he had been when had arrived in Eros. He was able to hold his stances longer and lower, had more stamina and endurance, and was able to kick and jump higher and more nimbly. He was enjoying the workout so much that he had almost forgotten that he was supposed to have an ulterior motive. Upon finishing a particularly long and demanding open-hand form, he was a little surprised to hear a woman's voice saying, that was very graceful, sir. Don smiled, turned and bowed, thank you. He was about to add, "Milady." because it sounded like the appropriate way to address the wizard's wife, but he was suddenly caught off guard. He had expected a woman who more or less resembled the wizard. Not necessarily so tall, or quite so old, perhaps, but certainly older and not particularly attractive. Instead he beheld a beautiful young woman, with long auburn hair falling over her bare shoulders in loose curls. She wore a white gown with flowing skirts and a cinched bodice that accentuated her very thin waist and full, medium-sized breasts. Her smiling lips were red, and her emerald green eyes were framed by long lashes. Don thought she bore a striking resemblance to Rita Hayworth, and found himself wondering if she had gorgeous dancers' legs. Still smiling, Don said, My name is Don, are you the lady of the house? She inclined her head and said, I am. My name is Madeline. It is an honor to meet you, milady. My friends and I are your very grateful guests. Ah, yes, she murmured. And where are your three enthusiastic friends? I believe they are swimming in the pool. Would you like me to go fetch them? She laughed a little. No, that's quite all right. I am only taking my daily walk through the garden. Would you care to accompany me? It would be my pleasure. Don bowed again. He approached her and offered her his arm. Without hesitation, she slipped her arm through his and laid her warm hand on his sweaty wrist. Do you have a customary path, milady? I do, she nodded, but perhaps it is a good day to try something new. This certainly seems to be going well, Don thought. My husband tells me that you seek a friend of yours who is lost in the forest. Yes, he has graciously offered to help us find her. How generous of him, she smiled. He strikes me as a particularly generous man, Don nodded, thinking of things quite different than the offer of assistance. Yes, I'm sure. And you are determined to find this friend of yours. Certainly. She is perhaps more than just a friend. Much more, milady. And yet you have three other friends, with whom you are apparently on rather intimate terms. Don decided to play coy, milady. She paused a moment, then said, So my husband has informed me. Yes, well, my three companions are my friend's friends as well. Interesting, Madeline smiled, and does this include intimacy as well? It certainly does, Milady. Don chuckled, and quite a bit of it at that. And neither you nor your friends are jealous of each other. No, we want each other to be happy, and to experience as much joy as possible. How open-minded and generous of you, Don. Let us sit there by that fountain. He led her to the indicated fountain and sat next to her on a stone bench. Now we can speak directly, she said with a smile that was almost a grin. My husband can't hear us here, though he is no doubt still watching. Milady. I know what my husband is up to, she laughed. I've known all along. The horny bugger wants you to seduce me so that I'll let him sleep around. Also, we can both sleep around. Um, the latter, Don nodded. And I'll bet he's holding out the promise of helping you find your friend to get you to play along. Yes, Don smiled, but that was before I met you. If he had just let me meet you first, I would have been quite happy to help him in this regard. She smiled and patted his knee, you're sweet. However, things aren't quite as he would have you believe. No, he wants to believe I'm terribly jealous but the real problem is that he's quite insecure. I know my husband and if I agree to an open marriage too easily, he'll be plagued with doubts and utterly baseless worries. I know the difference between love and sex, Don. Moreover, I know the difference between sex and fucking amazing sex. And what you foreshowed off last night was fucking amazing sex. Don was a bit taken aback to hear her saying fucking so freely. I love my husband more than any other man or woman and I knew plenty of both before I met him, let me tell you. And, I know my husband loves me. It doesn't bother me that he wants to screw the occasional hottie, or three. I certainly want to let you fuck me till I can't walk straight. Don smiled broadly and said, I'm glad to hear that, because... Hold on there, stud, she laughed. We've got to play this just right. It's important that my husband thinks it was his plan that did the trick. That way he won't think I just let the first guy with a nice dick and a talented tongue fuck me. I don't suppose the two of you would consider just talking to each other, Don offered, hoping she would reject the idea. He was quite taken with the idea of seeming to seduce this gorgeous woman. Oh, certainly, Madeline smiled. We've talked. He knows that I found the show you put on last night very titillating. I practically attacked him as soon as you were done. He's mentioned the open attitude of most of the people in Eros frequently enough that I know what's on his mind. But, as I said, I know my husband, and I know what it will take to make this work. Okay then, Don nodded, what's next then? I will play hard to get, but intrigued, until tomorrow, she said. I suspect he'll want you to put on another show this evening. Would you mind going down on the other two girls? No, not at all. Wonderful. That looked divine, she sighed. Then, after he drops a few more hints, I'll suggest something like. Oh, I know. I'll tell him that if someone like you were to slip into my bedroom without warning I wouldn't mind being ravished, or something to that effect. That does sound a little awkward, Don admitted. She waved that off, I'll work it out. Maybe I'll just wait until he's got his cock in me. He'll get the gist then, without paying attention to the way I phrase it. Um, yes, I can see that. Then all you have to do is follow through. She smiled. Think you can do that. Don chuckled. Yes, I'm quite sure. Wonderful. Then she lowered her voice, though she had said they couldn't be overheard. I really am looking forward to letting you have your way with me. The feeling is quite mutual, milady. It's a date. Then she laughed. Now, would you be so kind as to escort me back to the house? Just as Madeline had said, the wizard came to them before dinner time and said that, although she found Don charming, she still wasn't quite sold on the idea of doing anything intimate with anyone. He suggested that they put on yet another show with dinner, and our four heroes were quite happy to oblige. This time, Don made a point of making each of the three women come with his lips, tongue and here and there his teeth. Day four Tasha is given to the men, Don repeated his Kung Fu routine in the garden. Again, the wizard's wife met him, and again they walked back to the fountain. She confirmed that she had dropped the appropriate hint to her husband, and then said, Now, grab me and kiss me. Don had been thinking how much he wanted to kiss those ruby red lips since the day before, so he didn't need to be told twice. He quickly slipped his arm around her slim waist and pulled her to him. Holding the side of her face gently in his hand so she couldn't turn away, he pressed his ardent lips against hers. He thrilled to feel her arms slip around him and hold him for a moment. She began to return his kiss, but then pushed him away. She slapped him then, but not too hard, and he was able to catch her wrist. Holding her hand to his face, he turned and kissed her palm. Yanking her hand away and scowling angrily, Madeline said, ''That was perfect.'' I can't wait to do more of that. Then she made a show of storming off to the house. Don shook his head and then made his way back inside. He was relaxing with the girls in the shallow end of the pool when the wizard came to see them. Though he was obviously a bit distracted by the naked women, he was intent on his plans in regard to his wife. The wizard paced back and forth by the pool as he enthused, everything is going perfectly. Are you sure? Don asked though he was pretty confident on that particular score. Yes, she insists that she is angry with you for kissing her, and perhaps she is, but she is much more excited than angry. How can you tell? Shalonda wanted to know. The ardor she displayed during our lovemaking just after her walk in the garden was exceptional, the wizard explained. I know just how to proceed tonight. She said she was afraid you might steal into her bedroom and ravish her. I could tell this thought excited her very much, though. Well, all right, Don said, but how will this help convince her to try an open relationship? This was a point of the plan that remained sincerely murky to him, and the wife's complicity hadn't helped clarify matters. Ah, the wizard smiled, that will depend upon me getting her to admit that she had a good time. Assuming she has a good time, eh, Professor? Amy winked at Don. Well... I'll do my best, Don grinned. That evening, while the girls were as frisky in the dining room as before, Don remained aloof. He had no doubt that he could perform more than adequately later even if he did play with the girls, but he frankly wanted to concentrate his attention on the wizard's lovely wife, at least for tonight. For himself, the wizard had said that, though he would be sure she was again watching the dining room, he would find some reason to be unable to satisfy any resulting urges his wife might develop that evening. Later, after the girls had given a good warm-up show and after the door out of the bedroom opened of its own accord, Don left his three companions and followed the opening doors into a part of the house he had not yet seen. He was wearing only a soft, dark dressing robe he had found in the closet. He eventually found himself climbing a staircase up to at least the fourth floor of the large building. As the stairs stopped at this level, Don supposed this was the top floor of the house. There were only two doors available to him in the short corridor, and he had been told to go to the left one, which he now did. The door did not swing open as he approached, so he put his hand on the lever and slowly pushed it down. Madeline was expecting him, but he was sure the wizard would be watching and he wanted to make things look convincing. In the back of his mind... Don was worried that if the wizard caught onto his wife's subterfuge, he might withhold his assistance in finding Tusha. Don opened the door just enough to slip through into the candlelit bedroom. This chamber was even larger than the rather large bedroom Don had been sharing with his companions. Across the room, near the large, canopied bed, Madeline sat in front of a gilded table and mirror brushing her long auburn hair. She was wearing a sheer robe of pink, She was turned three-quarters away from him, and the mirror was facing the wrong way to reflect Don as he crept into the room. Apparently sensing his entrance anyway, she said, Ah, couldn't carry on with me after all, eh? Don waited until he was almost to her before he said, What man could? Madeline twisted and rose in a single lightning motion, raising her hairbrush as a weapon against him. You she gasped. What are you doing here? Don paused a moment to admire the feminine form only barely obscured by her see-through robe. He had been right to imagine that she had long dancers legs. Her waist was narrow, her belly flat and her breasts full, but not too big. She was glaring at him with a good semblance of shock, fear and anger. I have followed where my desire led. Don said, taking a step forward. It brought me here. Well, it had better lead you back the way you came. He slowly reached up and took hold of the hand holding the brush, saying, I don't believe you want me to leave. But I tell you that I do, Madeline insisted. Your eyes tell me that you lie, Don smiled. He moved a bit closer and took the brush from her hand. My eyes, they dwell too long on my bare flesh and on my lips. And when you look me in the eye, I see that you want more of what I started in the garden. He slipped up close enough to her that he could set the brush on the table behind her. Madeline leaned back away from him and said, I look at your bare flesh because I'm shocked that you would come into the bedroom of another man's wife wearing only that robe. I look at your lips because I remember the liberty you so rudely took. As for what you think you see in my eyes, well, you see what you want to see. Don moved his hand, the one that had put the brush down to her lower back, lightly touching her. Very slowly he raised his right hand up to brush his fingers along her jaw. I do see what I want, he smiled. She kept her hands at her sides, hands now grasping the edge of her dressing table. I will scream for my husband. Scream then, Don leaned in closer, so that his nose was next to hers. They were both whispering now. Do you think I could be here now if he didn't permit it? How dare you, she hissed. He held her soft cheek in the palm of his hand and said, If you tell me to leave, I will leave. I have said it, she murmured. But you don't say it, Don smiled. His lips brushed against hers. If I do anything that displeases you, say so and I'll go. And if what you don't do. Don kissed her then, not quickly like in the garden, but slowly and sensuously. She returned the kiss, tentatively at first but with increasing passion. He felt her hands on his sides, holding him in place. To be continued by Brandon Larry for Literotica. Thanks for joining us for today's Steamy Story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you found pleasure in today's story. Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.